Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals Season 2! Emily here. And Christy, who just made that horrible noise. I regret it already. We support you. I can't, well, I can't speak for everyone else, but obviously I support you. Thank you so much. Pancreas Pals support one another. Anywho, welcome to Season 2. I, I hope, Christy, you're as pumped as I am. I am super pumped like a tire. Wow, that, look at you, already spitting your metaphors. Anywho... Um, it's all I, I have can't. in this life. <laughs> Clearly, a few things have changed over the summer. We are still as uh, oblivious as ever, but this time, you know, we got a little bit of a tan going for us, or maybe we pretend that way. Anyways, this episode is going to be about back to school because I had the lovely experience of talking to some of the kiddos over at Naomi Berry Diabetes Center about going off to college for the first time with type 1. And I know this is something that Christy has done a lot in the past, talked on a panel about going off to school yeah, it's with such type a, 1. It's such a great thing to do. I wish that I could do it this year, but I think the one that I spoke at... Um, all throughout high school was on or coming up it's on January 4th and I'm pretty sure I will definitely be in Boston at that time I used to be able to do it when I came home from college because I would have a wicked long break but I don't have that anymore because I'm a working girl soft sobs I feel your pain one glistening Uh, tear falls down my (laughs) cheeks slowly but it's fine can't afford to have full-on sobs. That's post-grad life. Um, anyway, anyway so, yeah, talk about your <laughs> chat with the new kids. Yeah, um, it, it was just a great insight into the things that, you know, it's, it's fun looking, not fun, it's great looking back and seeing, wow, these things that these kids are really scared of. Yeah, they sucked, but we, I got through them and like, Christy got through them and we're both sitting here able to functioning you know functionally tell you how to somewhat you know like you can get through it get through the other side diabetes is full of struggles and you don't need us to tell you that but for those not patriotically challenged and listening maybe you have a loved one or maybe Christy or I are your loved one in which case we love you too um it's it's definitely something to keep in mind these things that we're going to talk about you know, whether you just graduated college or in college or 50 years out of college, this is still applicable to anyone that you know that has diabetes. And it's still something that's good just to have some common knowledge about and to think about when you think about your fellow humans. Yeah. First of all, so much affection on season two. Oh, I feel love some sort it. of way. Dropping the love bombs. Um, but yeah, <laughs> kind of like Emily said, it's that time of year. I think because I'm a recent graduate, 
I still think of September, namely like September 1st, as the beginning of the year, even though I know technically it's January. We all know that like back to school, new routine stuff that comes with this time of year. So it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. So that being said, we'll jump right in. Um, So I was diagnosed like halfway through college. So my uh, my freshman scariest type of thing was just, you know, pretty regular. So I can't really speak to leaving my parents for the first time and having diabetes because I was diagnosed as an adult-ish, you know, at 20. My parents, God bless them, are very supportive and have really jumped in and are very involved in all aspects. But, you know, they didn't have to raise me with type 1, so... I can't really speak to anything on that. I know Christy can because, you know, she had it for a bit before me. I was diagnosed right before my senior year of high school. So I had I had a training wheels year, which was definitely good. I don't think my mom would have not that she wouldn't have let me go off to college, but I think it would have been traumatic. It would have been difficult (laughs) because it was such, as you know, such a learning process. And I commend you for going through that pretty much on your own because I I needed my mommy. I need my mommy now. Yeah. I have a high blood sugar and I'm like, mom, your thoughts? Mom, help me. Your thoughts, Norma? <laughs> I have a high blood sugar and my mom, Diane's like, oh, you you know what to do, which is great because I do. And it's very, uh, but at the same time, I, I see, you know, I just want somebody to know. One. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I turn to my mom and go, hey, mom, I have a high blood sugar. She'd be like, uh, drink some water. You'll be fine. Uh, you know what to do. Give yourself insulin. I'm like, okay, love you, Diane. You rock. Don't ever change. But <laughs> Uh, So while we all have different experiences with type one and, you know, whether you're entering college, you know, out of college or sending your kids off to college with type one, I think the biggest thing to do is to make sure that the people that your kids are around all the time are aware that they have type one or that not necessarily kids. If you're the one going to college who has type one, no judgment, but Basically, I know it can be awkward, and I know everyone has their own way of disclosing diabetes, and I'm pretty sure we discussed this in season one. Maybe it was an entire episode on it, and I know we broached this topic for on dating with diabetes last season, which is something that we will continue to talk about later on in the season, so get pumped. Um, get it? Pumped. Anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, that was such a missed op for me earlier when you said, are you I pumped? Know. And I said, pump like a tire, and I should have said, like, pump like an insulin pump. It's okay. I shouldn't have so, said it in that voice, but I should have said it. I mean... Again, I support you, but um, we're always here for each other. Um, I know for me, it was awkward because I was learning about it. I had literally been diagnosed in college, so I was like, I had never identified as a diabetic before that literal moment when I was diagnosed, as you know, everyone else does. But for 20 years, I was just Emily, the you know, weirdo, slightly chubby kid who's obsessed with fashion I don't know but, I thought you were just um, gonna say Emily the Goldman. I mean that is my last name so that is not fake news that Emily is correct. the Goldman. anyway um, I digress thanks thanks for telling everyone my last name Chris Day uh it's no longer anonymous jokes but wow I'm so off topic as per usual reeling it in here big big people to talk to about having type one when you go to college are your roommate because your roommate's going to be the one who is going to hear either your Dexcom going off or hear you waking up in the middle of the night to uh, suck down some apple juice when you're at a 50 or God forbid, you know, lower. So 
really, however you want to broach a topic, I just start, you know, start right from the beginning. You know, anyone that I end up spending a lot of time with, because I had to do this at work recently, because even though I've been in the office for a year, I realized about four months ago that I never told them what to do in case of a super low. They knew I was diabetic, but I never showed them my glucagon or anything like that. So be sure to show your roommate or your sweet mates your glucagon and how to use it and when's the appropriate time to use it. Um, Obviously, if you're passed out. (laughs) But your doctor can tell you more about that because we are not doctors. Um, But also make sure if you're working a job on or off campus that you tell people that you're with. Really, anyone that you're with for an extended period of time should probably know. Yeah, and kind of along those lines, I know I am the poster child for wearing your medical ID, but I just, I think it's so important because especially when you're in college, you're going to be bopping around doing all kinds of social activities. New friends are going to ask you to go grab cups of coffee and go to the gym. And I think everyone should be able to do that and feel comfortable walking to go do those things or getting in a lift or taking the tea. I think it is so important that no matter how you are traveling, no matter where you are, if you're at the gym by yourself or you're with friends, I think... It is so important to wear your medical ID because if anything should happen and you pass out on the street, again, this is an extreme case scenario, but even if you're kind of disoriented, I think just having an identifier to clearly tell someone who's trying to help you and doesn't know how, whether it be an EMT or a friend, whatever the situation is, if you have something that clearly identifies or a stranger, I mean, yeah, you should probably tell your friend as we just said, but you know. I just, I'm a huge advocate of wearing a medical ID. I think it is such a peace of mind type of thing. It really is. I think it's a really great thing for your parents' peace of mind. And it can be a fashion statement, a nice little jewelry. People compliment my medical ID constantly. I did go with the rose gold. I indulged. Um, You are beautiful. And, like, I wish you guys could see her beautiful rose gold medical ID that she's putting up to the camera right now. I Instagrammed a pic of it a while ago, but I can treat it like Flat Stanley and just start taking pictures of, like, me and my medical D. Oh, my God, we should do that. (laughs) Different places throughout Boston. Me and my ID. we can start a hashtag me and my ID. Um, anyways, we'll we'll come up with some branding for that. But that's TM, such a by the way, TM. <laughs> yeah, soon to be. Um, that's such a good point, Christy. Because at the end of the day, you can't always be with another human being when you have to walk to class, or you know, if you have a job, and there's literally endless things endless times where you are out in the world and you are alone and that is fine because you're never really alone and someone will help you if they if you need that to happen but anyone who can read can see that you have a medical id even if they can't read that you that, you know there's a health symbol that's universal on there so and now actually this is a fun little tidbit apple watches you there's a specific app i need to look into it that you can download that has it's a medical ID on your watch face. So it says like Emily Goldman, type one diabetic, insulin dependent. And then like, it just says that on the face constantly. I haven't done it yet because I don't need yet another reminder that I'm type one. I like my, uh, my chain one. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty it's, basic. It's however you're comfortable kind of wearing it. I just think it's important to have some kind it's of so identifier. Important on you and I know you can do something on like your your license you can have some kind of identifier in there but I'm just thinking I know an EMT might know to look for that maybe but I just think it is the quickest thing if anything were to go wrong someone will notice as long as you're not like jumbling 
your ID and with several other bracelets. I only ever wear my medical ID on my left wrist. You know, I have a little more fashion freedom on my right wrist. But the only <laughs> the only thing I ever have hanging from my left wrist is my medical ID. I don't even think about it anymore. I get out of the shower, I put it on, it stays there all day. Amazing. So number one tip is tell people. Number two tip is gotta have that ID, that medical ID. And for number three, this is something that came up a lot at the the panel Q&A situation that I was at last week. Eating in college, uh, drinking's a whole nother story, and we've done countless um, episodes on that, and we're actually going to dedicate another episode to that, to specifically overnight drinking, as one of our amazing listeners requested it. But as far as actual eating in dining halls go, like your mom's not cooking for you anymore, or you're not going to the same McDonald's every day after class, I, I don't know. Um, it's not, you know, everything's different, and you can't always see what's in something that you're eating. So another, you know, another, I can't speak, <laughs> another way Christy is the yin to my yang. Um, she lived off campus for the majority of her college career, which, you know, she just graduated in May. I never cease being proud of you for that. Thank you. And, Thank you. Um, I did dining hall for all four years. And that means for two of those years with diabetes, I ate in that dining hall. And I will tell you that those chocolate chip and M&M cookies were God's gift, but they also took a lot of trial and error for me to be able to eat them. By the end of my college career, I knew, you know, like, oh, one cookie, even though it's the size of my palm, has about probably 20 grams of carbs, at least, depending on the types of candy inside that cookie as well. So, Eating is a very social thing in college and, you know, the rest of your life because food's amazing. So if your friends are going to go chill in the, the dining hall for four hours, you can do that too. Just maybe reach for, I'm so lame. I used to love the sliced cucumbers and peppers and just like douse them in some ranch or some like some kind of dressing. And I would just crunch down on those while my friends were eating slices and slices of pizza. And let me tell you, my freshman 15 or whatever didn't really happen. And it wasn't until alcohol was really introduced and I was of legal drinking age that I really started to gain weight. So yeah, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, it really does. Especially, you know, my first year with diabetes was definitely a learning curve and I definitely had to correct a lot of lows and gain some weight there, but that's a whole different issue. Yeah. When it comes to the dining hall also, don't be afraid to like doggy bag it. Don't make it obvious yeah. because, you know, uh, we used to get in trouble for that. Dining hall people, I've been yelled at several times. Let me tell you, kids, the key is not to bring the Ziploc baggie directly up to the cereal station and dispose in there. You want to put bring the cereal the in a bowl, you go back to the table, and then you dump the bowl into the bag, and then you get it out that way. I used to steal bagels and bananas. Those were my like, two favorite things to steal from the dining hall. But I know it's very tempting when it's kind of buffet style to just go to town in one sitting but as y'all know it is possible even if you have a large meal to overdo it and still need something later so if just oh too, if too much looks good in the dining hall try to take some of it to go because at least personally I find it a lot easier to control my blood sugar if I'm not doing like three huge meals a day because then you need to sometimes underdose to make sure that's going to carry you over. I like to do snacks between. So even if it's the cookie, even if you can't help yourself, you want to treat yourself to the cookie that day, I say go for it. But maybe don't do it with the meal. Maybe save it for that afternoon. 
That's that's good advice. I mean, I never followed that, but you've also probably have better numbers than I do. So depends. It depends, it depends on, on the, the day. Person. Cupcake depends on the day. So depends true. If I had a cupcake. Okay. Retweet. Shop <laughs> cupcakes in Boston. Oh, amazing. Hit up Jen, my BFF. She works there. Anyways, um, another big thing to consider is your exercise levels. I know this was something a lot of the kids were worried about. I say kids. I'm only, like, six years older than them, so I really should probably stop saying that. Oh, my God. Six years. I guess that's kind of a lot. It's over half a decade, babe. Ugh. Anyways, I don't have time for another midlife or quarter-life crisis, even though I'm not even 24. Basically... We need to step back. Yeah. my God. need to need to step back. But... For us at Boston University, our campus was long, and while it might not have been very wide, <laughs> we took up like a solid, I want to say a mile and a half, two miles of Boston. It is a trek to get from one end of BU to the other is at least two miles, like the f- yeah. eastmost point to the westmost point, at least two miles. Typically, I was between like more of a mile until I had to walk home of course which you know I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute but even walking to the gym which is where you're planning on doing your exercise you need to factor the commute to the gym into right. your plan which I know sounds silly but you don't commuting to this day is still a struggle for me and it's like I have a gym in my building it's more of like the increased activity level in New York City is insane in Boston too and it really depends on the weather is such a big factor like the amount of insulin I need right now is going to be a lot less than what I'll need in five months when it's snowing really I'm I'm the opposite I tend to need more insulin when it's warmer out really Um, yeah I don't know what it is but everyone's different everyone is their own shade of great I don't like this anyway (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna bail on that one nice and early Anywho, so yeah, I would say the number one factor that determines my BSLs is absolutely exercise. I've always been someone who needs to work out in the morning. I just, I drop too easily in the afternoon. So I've learned, I mean, whether it was class or work, I've always had to plan around this. When it comes to late afternoon plans, I know I'm going to need a late afternoon snack, which is I think why I have kind of beat myself into being a little bit more disciplined when it comes to lunchtime stuff I would rather eat a lighter lunch so that I'm not packing on extra food for no reason so I can have that late afternoon snack at work or class whatever it was I need that afternoon boost because even if I'm taking the train home from work or even if I was taking the tea back from class I still have to get to said tea stop and I still have to walk to my apartment or classroom building or work there's still extra right. there's still extra motion factored in there. So commuting is commuting right. is important. <laughs> so yes. Case in point, sorry, we just had a little bit of audio recording trouble, so we're trying to pick back up. So yes, whatever your activity plan is, you have to factor in how you're getting to that plan because that's still additional exercise. And you have to right. have to account for it. The same thing kind of goes for if you're if you have class in the afternoon and you're walking home from class, even if you're not actually planning on going to the gym at that time of day, any type of exercise, walking, um, you know, making out with someone you just met, any you know, any whatever happens in college, 
any type of on exercise. On the way back from class? No, I'm saying like if you go out at night. Well, I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Whatever. Oh, sorry, happens. I missed that bit. My bad, my bad. I think I kind of jumped to there because I was thinking of a little bit of some of the conversations that we were having at the uh, the panel, but every form of exercise you can think of you need to factor anything that gets your heart rate Wait, up. are you saying making out is a form of exercise no well i didn't want to like okay i'm saying sex is a form of exercise i hate you christy <laughs> anyways uh, i'm sorry i'm such a 12 year old 12 year old and i can't hit well i guess i should be mature enough to say it i just don't anyways um, I have the sense of humor of, like, a 12-year-old boy. And sometimes... Like an obnoxious one that uses X as ew, deodorant. Don't be a tool, 12-year-old boy. Gross. Don't use X, kids. I'm trying to grow. Oh, my God. Just living our best lives. But anyways, any form of exercise. And again, that's a whole different episode that I'm sure we'll get into when Miriam's around. Because clearly we're both too immature to handle it on our own. We need a licensed mental health counselor on our side. But... We need a middleman. We do. We always need Miriam in our lives. Uh, in case you don't know who Miriam Very is, true. look back at season one. She's all up in there. Um, yeah, because she's great. But we're at we're at our best when Miriam pops yeah, in. Yeah, I know. We're 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 so much better. You should like, keep a picture of Miriam like hanging on my computer for when we when we Facetime. But anyways, back to back to school. Just some more things that you know to keep in mind. Your routine's going to change up, and again, all this has to do with exercise and all the little tidbits that we've been talking about. Dining hall, all of these factors. Um, it's the time of year for just change, and the leaves change. All, the leaves change colors. Why shouldn't your insulin to a change? Different shade of gray. Oh my god, what is with you in gray today? I don't know why I took it back there. I'm wearing a gray shirt. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> be prepared to mess up a lot yeah and And that's okay have snacks have snacks be okay with having to give yourself an extra unit or two here and there like upping your basil again with the help of your doctors don't don't freak out if your routine changes have resulted in needing juice boxes more than you planned or needing more insulin than you planned chances are once you've settled in and you've had a chance to adjust your doses around the new routine all of that will kind of fade away anyway it just might take a couple of weeks and you have to give it that chance and you have to give yourself a little a little wiggle room right and just you know be a little extra aware of how you're feeling and what your body's telling you or what your Dexcom's telling you or whatever sensor you may have and just you know again back to the food like everything's trial and error and I can't really emphasize that enough but if you're, you know, after a while, you shouldn't be doing trial and error for the same thing that you eat every week. So something like for me, I just really can't eat an entire bagel in one sitting. So I eat half. Oh, I can. Yeah, we know, Christy, we jealous. Um, but we, sorry, we had this whole conversation before we started recording about Christy and this bagel. But I don't want to talk yeah, about that. Bagel. It was a bad bagel experience for Christy. Anyways, I don't want to um, talk about it. I had a bagel. I had half a bagel yesterday and I was fine. I mean, I was a little bit higher. But I made it through, but I can't eat an entire bagel in one sitting. And I'm sure there's, you know, if my doctor is listening to this, shout out to Dr. Golden. She's amazing. But she would tell me, hey, Emily, you can't eat that bagel. We just have to work at it. And I'm like, I know, but I also am tired of being at like 340 at any time of day. Like that just feels so gross. So the same thing applies in college because it's just a different time. And your parents aren't going to be there to be like, don't eat that bagel. So 
everything is doable as long as you give it time, you work at it, you know, maybe you have to walk for like a half hour after you eat that bagel. Just, you know, join a... I don't know, club walking team. Do they have that? I don't even know. Depends on your school. We had Quidditch, so who knows? <laughs> we do have Quidditch at BU. I mean, chances are in college you're going to end up walking more so than you bargain for unless you're one of those blessed beings that has a college that makes driving a car affordable and parking affordable and you have a car to even drive. But even then, you can't always park right next to the building that you're going to. Just factor in walking sometimes and don't let that scare you into thinking my god I'm going to be dropping all day every day sometimes you like Emily said you kind of need the activity sometimes you're looking for a reason to right move around a little bit I love going for walks I go for walks constantly yeah so don't don't be afraid to do that and just listen to your numbers I would say if you see a high you were not expecting and did not want you see a low you Make were no. not expecting and did not yeah. want learn from it but don't obsess don't punish yourself yeah. because because our bodies are that's not gonna help anything <laughs> no i know that, our that punishing was... pancreas oh my god if we ever become wrestlers we can be the punishing pancreases pancreas that's a constant debate for us about this pancreas situation but i do love the branding potential that that has so i'm also not going to be a wrestler that was kind of a joke but we can get like uniforms i'm pretty sure there are diabetic wrestlers out there maybe we can have one of them do it oh that's not that's not what is holding me back. I could have a fully functioning pancreas and my wrestling career would still be doomed from jump. But I admire your spirit, baby girl. <laughs> Love Just it. trying Love to be pizzazz. supportive. Um, anyway, so we really hope that you guys have found this somewhat helpful and not entirely obnoxious. But for those of you that you know, are starting any new stage in your life or who have any kids who are starting it. You know, this, this just applies to everyone, even those who maybe haven't been the most on top of their numbers and are, you know, having another go at it. It's yeah, honestly, I think that start of school year, changing settings, going to college, even if you're just going back as a sophomore, junior, whatever, or me, and you're just moving apartments, you've already graduated, and you shouldn't be thinking of the school year as the start of your year, but <laughs> you can't help it. It's a time to start fresh. So if you're not where you want to be right now, I think embracing a new season and a new routine, even though there might be some mess ups and you know bumps along the way, I think take advantage of the time for a start a new beginning. Yeah. Why not? If you have to do it, you might as well embrace it and make the absolute most of it. Also, uh, final note, my freshman year, I was not terribly great about communicating with my mom about like my numbers and everything because, you know, I just wanted her to ask me. Exactly. I just wanted her to ask me about like quote normal things. But as I found out, it is so much better for everyone especially your parents who just want to make sure you're okay it doesn't mean they don't want to hear about all of the other stuff but you know if mom slips in hey how are your numbers it's not an attack it doesn't mean she doesn't trust you it doesn't mean she thinks something is wrong but it is the best thing for everyone if you are upfront when you need a little help and you share good news when you're doing well yeah everyone can use a pat on the back or a shoulder to lean on um that is beautiful. It's true, guys. Life is hard enough without diabetes, but I, I know this is something, if you, again, listen to season one, 
it's it's really important to have a community and not everyone is has access to a community if you live in the middle of nowhere and you know like or you don't have a car there's a million reasons and if we can help even just one person feel like they're not alone in this really obnoxious 24-7 disease that just really does not take a break it it's a job well done she, she don't quit yeah no diabetes doesn't quit just doesn't quit and so we can't quit because if it's not quitting then we ain't quitting um makes me want to work out I know I feel like maybe I'm gonna bust my shake weight out I have so many comments that I'm not gonna make on that maybe I recommend listening to this podcast while you're doing the bike at the gym maybe maybe that'll help who knows or on your walk to the gym or on your walk to the subway (laughs) I think this episode has reached its end Emily (laughs) I think you're right but as far as the rest of the season goes stay tuned for some really exciting guest co-hosts um we got some fun people on instagram personalities influencers some fun doctors that are going to come on um hopefully some some really great organizations and just a really exciting learning filled season with a lot of embarrassing stories that I think I'm finally going to work up the courage to divulge. I have plenty of those bad boys. Also, keep sending us stuff via Instagram DM. We love hearing from you guys, and we're honestly happy to talk about whatever you want. We can't guarantee a whole episode for all of yeah. your questions, but if if you guys want to hear us chat about something, even if it's something we've covered before, if you missed the episode, you want us to retackle it from a new angle, yeah. we are down like a clown. Oi. I can pretty much. Like I can pretty much guarantee that Chrissy's gonna say some kind of dad joke in the episode, but we'll love it. So yeah, it's crazy how I'm simultaneously a 12 year old boy and like 50, a 58 year old man. It's okay. Um, but anyway, slide into our DMs. Follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals and on Facebook at pancreas pals pp. And um, that's that should do us for first episode of season two. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. If this is your first episode, go back and listen. We urge you to learn about how we were diagnosed because maybe, you know, you'd like to share your diagnosis story. We're always hoping to to get the community together. And on that note, have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Pancreas Pals out. Bye. <laughs> Bye.